Welcome to a special pre-recorded episode of Video Game Logic. Today's episode was recorded on December the 4th, 2019, and we're going to do some bullshit. I guess technically all of our episodes I, I, are pre-recorded. I, I was about to say, what do you, do you think these people think we are uh, doing these, <laughs> this live as they're listening it? <laughs> always. it's We're always at the ready to do it live. But this is like a pre-pre-recorded. Because this episode is going to be for the December 27th release. So the the Friday after Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Bah and also, Happy New Year. Bah also, Happy New Year. Sure. I, I'm, not, because... I'm not really looking forward to the new year. Because there's going to be a lot of political bullshit in 2020. I mean, more so than uh, you know, 2019. I mean, it's an election yeah. year in the U.S., so it's going to get nasty. So, Oh, God. One, two, three, four. There's going to be five weeks. Well, I guess we'll do an episode in the next two weeks. But still, it, it, five weeks is when we're going to be coming back after this. I wonder how much shit he can fuck up in five weeks. Well, considering he got... I don't want to know. Considering Actually, he fell for toddler-level reverse psychology to defend NATO. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I saw uh, news clips of uh, that idiot defending NATO. It's like, what is this, uh, opposite day? And then I found out why he was uh, defending it. It's like, he fell for that? I saw something the other day that said he canceled, or not the other day, earlier today, that he canceled a press conference because he was mad about something. Because the world leaders were laughing at him. So he uh, took his ball and went home. That's because he's a dumbass. Unfortunately, uh, the ball is the nuclear football. Unfortunately. Welcome to the political portion of the (laughs) pre-pre-recorded podcast. Hey, I mean, we we don't. Hey, you brought twenty. Oh, hey, you brought up the new year, so yeah, that's going to be the big thing in the U.S. Uh, yeah. Which it's kind of funny. Uh, Anita and I was uh, talking earlier, and she found a thing where ba- uh, baby Yoda memes are trending higher on social media than all the Democratic candidates. Kind of tells you where uh, uh, you know America's society is, huh? Or just yeah. Or how much people care right now about, you know, the Democratic candidates. Because, kind of, outside of the leading three, I couldn't tell you who's running for uh, the uh, for the nomination at this point. Because I'm so far in the uh, primary season, or so, so far uh, towards the rear end of it, that it literally doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't... Uh... Who is even running for president? I mean, I, I know the big ones, but outside of that... Uh, well, for a few weeks there, it was literally anybody on the Democratic side of the aisle, really. I mean, they had to break up the first few debates into two uh, uh, separate nights because there was something like 22, 23 people uh, uh, that met the cutoff to be able to have the debate. Which it became more, you know, uh, say a couple sentences and that's it. Yeah. So. I do. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're down to the point where I think it's six or seven people that will make the next Democratic debate uh, in December. But that still seems like a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, it looks like there's only four major Republican candidates, according to this list, one of whom being Agent Orange. <laughs> uh, and there's Joe Walsh, Bill Weld, and Mark Sanford. But yeah, the list for the Democratic candidates is huge. And some of them you uh, may even know. Yeah. I suspect it's going to come down to Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren. I really, for the I really hope nomination. it's not Biden that gets the nomination, just because 
uh, we already have one person that is kind of out of it and makes a little sense these days. We don't need another one, even if I agree with him politically. Yeah. I don't know as much about Joe Biden as I probably should. Well, since well he his, was the VP, but for well, know, well, the thing is, his campaign slogan is "No Malarkey," <laughs> and no, I'm not joking. <laughs> well, he's got my vote already. Um, you know, I I don't. So for me, I don't know who I actually want to be up there. Part of me is still like, yeah, Bernie all the way. But the biggest issue I have with Bernie at this point is how old he is. Like, not from a sense of like, oh, he's old and he's not kept up with the times or whatever. But Because Bernie is a, still a very progressive candidate. But, I mean, just his, you know, physically he's very old. He was very old, you know, when he ran last time. And I don't, you know, it, it, it always worries me whenever someone is, is very old. <coughs> You know, what if they, there's always a chance that somebody can die in office, be it from natural causes or otherwise, but, you know, it just ups Yeah, that but we haven't been that lucky they, just yet. Unfortunately, no. Uh, how old is Joe Biden? Is he in his... Uh, oh, God, he's he's 77. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Bernie's Bernie, a, uh, Bernie, Bernie Sanders is one year older, uh, but Bernie Sanders also has a city miles on him. <laughs> I didn't realize Elizabeth Warren was 70. I knew she was older, but I thought she was in Yeah, I mean, all the main candidates. 60s. I mean, think about this, because let's be perfectly honest here. As much as I hate to say it, there's not really a Republican candidate outside of Trump, because the GOP has basically become the cult of Trump. And that means all four of the major candidates, the three Democratic Front runners and Trump are all 70 plus. Think about that. Yeah. And, and then uh, I could hear Adita in the background. Okay, boomers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have essentially a gerontocracy in the United States and, and in a lot of other places too. I mean, we tend to value the quote wisdom of older people and put them in politics but i think there's a happy medium to be had like i don't want somebody who's like the bare minimum age being president what is it 30 something 35 i believe 30 35 minimum can't spell age to be president yeah 35 you are correct sir um, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that thirty-five is is the correct age, but somebody who's well, like fifty. Well, well, the thing is that uh, thirty-five was the correct age when the life expectancy was what in the sixties. <laughs> yeah, true. And not to say that someone who's thirty-five can't amass a large amount of experience and knowledge and whatnot, but I, I don't think that everybody needs to be like seventy. I mean, Obama. How old was Obama? Obama. That's all I have to put. He currently is 58. Yeah, like perfect. That's like, I feel like that's like a really good age for someone to be that cal or that. Yeah, so he was in his late 40s. I, so. That type of leader. Yeah, late 40s, early 50s feels right. You're old enough to have a lot of experience, a lot of. Um, stuff built up to pull from to reach to but you're young enough that you're not completely disconnected from a huge portion of the population I mean 50 is in a lot of ways fairly disconnected from a younger voter someone in their late teens early 20s but not so far removed that it's like well that person doesn't know how to use whatever piece of technology or that person has no idea what this or that is like you know so Good age right there. Good age. Yeah, but I wonder if they would ever put a maximum age on when you could run for political office. Oh, I have a feeling they may now. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, people are talking about how you know, Bernie is too old. Whenever, you know, like we said, Biden is a year younger. Bernie looks older, though. It's some city miles you were talking about. Yeah. 
He's just been sitting for too long with his engine on idle. I think it's the hair. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy hair. Yeah. Looks like there's no state in the United States for any political position that has a maximum age. Variety of minimum ages, but mm-hmm. no maximum. At least with a quick Google search. There could be something. I don't know if there's any legal scholars out there in the audience, but that is what it appears to be. Yeah, but then again, you know, we're supposed to have a political process where if a leader appears to be incapable of holding office, they're able to be you know, removed. But hey, we you know we have rage tweeting at you know, four a.m. on the toilet. So right, I didn't know you tweeted at four a.m. on the toilet. Hey, hey. Oh well, yeah, you gotta do my thinking at some point, right? Very true. Gotta let the ship fly. Hi oh. Um. So I, I mean, obviously. Oh, okay. Here, oh, oh here's here's week. that nope. again. Interesting. Sorry. Uh, someone actually added up if you combine if you throw Bloomberg in the mix, which Bloomberg is uh, about as democratic as Jim Justice was. Which uh, Jim Justice is the West Virginia uh, governor that basically was Democrat uh, only in name and flipped immediately upon getting elected to Republican. He actually did it at a Trump rally, so, you know, all right. Uh, Bloomberg, Sanders, Biden, Trump, and Warren, their combined ages is 374. Bloomberg is also uh, in his 70s. So that's the another one of the major... Well, I wouldn't call Bloomberg a front runner. He's more of a major name because he has the media to back him up, to kind of push him uh, forward more than what his polls would uh, suggest. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of crazy, huh? Yeah. Yes, indeed. I should I, usually around uh, the start of the year during. Time, election years, well, not just federal elections, but you know, start of the years when I start looking up stuff for my state legislation as well. Um, need to figure out what's going on here in Tennessee for 2020. We got real, cro- real close to flipping some some seats during the midterm election here, which is a, a big deal for a red a state that's as red as Tennessee. Granted, you're also in a very, very red state, but. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of funny. You're talking about being in a red state, and I'm sitting here in West Virginia. I mean, is West Virginia in the Bible Belt? Uh, it's, does it count as being it's in on, the Bible it's Belt? On the, like, it's on the edge. Uh, uh, Southern West Virginia technically is in the Bible Belt, but you know that doesn't stop uh, you know, religion being a, a major player, which. It shouldn't be. It's not supposed to be, but hey, it is, right? Yeah. Oh, according to Wikipedia, West Virginia is in the Bible Belt. Good. Area roughly considered to constitute the Bible Belt includes Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Carolina, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, West Virginia. So there we go. Yeah, when people st- when people start talking about the Bible too much, it feels like I need a belt. <laughs> One day, maybe if we ever get enough of our debt gone and enough money, we're we're probably gonna move to Colorado, be closer to Katie's family, and also it's just generally a better place than Tennessee. And let's be honest, you're going for that Rocky Mountain, huh? Absolutely. Uh, but hey, if uh, Joe Biden uh, gets to be uh, president, uh, you know, he may come down on that because he's talked about uh, He'll be ma- back to being a gateway drug. Yeah, yeah, he talked about it being a gateway drug. I mean, really? I mean, really, right? Yes. Oh, it's the gateway to a good time. It's a, it's a gateway to Taco Bell. That's what it is. A gateway to putting on 10 more pounds <laughs> from all the munchies. I mean, it's a gateway to shitty food. That's what it is. 
Shitty food is very comforting, though. What is it about that? It's like you think about, like, ah, yes, I'm going to eat this very nice, well-prepared meal. It's like, mm, yes, I feel so fancy and wonderful. And it's like, when you're sad, it's like, I want to eat six bags of chips and two gallons of ice cream to feel better. Well, it's quite simply fat and sugar. Uh, Fat and sugar triggers the reward portions of your brain. And shitty food like... Yeah, well, let's go ahead and say a Taco Bell, but also, Taco but Bell. also uh, ice cream. Ice cream is quite literally just frozen milk fat and a ton of sugar. It hits all the synapses. So, yeah, there, it's uh, it's hitting that reward portion of your brain, saying uh, it's giving you that dopamine hit. You know? Yeah. Whenever oh, I oh, you probably don't want okay, so you, you probably don't want that literal answer, but that's exactly what it is. No, I mean I I got that I didn't think about fat. I got that from the sugar portion. Yeah, but and I mean carbs do convert. Yeah, but yeah, but think about it. I mean, glucose, I, I mean your big comfort foods, chocolate, which has a fair amount of sugar, but also depending on the type of chocolate we're talking about, has varying levels of fat for. Uh, it's weight, ice cream, uh, cheese is quite once again a high fat item. Yeah, you know, uh, it's fat and sugar. What's your comfort food? Oh, uh, like what's your comfort food of choice? Uh, I would say chocolate is up there. Um, if I have it, ice cream, but I honestly don't keep ice cream all that much because. Uh, I tend to eat it, <laughs> and I don't need to eat ice cream right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but chocolate, uh, uh, cookies, uh, chips, which also are high fat, but also are carbs, which convert to sugar. Yeah, my uh, primary comfort food of choice is Taco Bell, and then after that, just anything that's really, really starchy. Uh, potatoes or carby bread, anything made with out of. I, I thought you said food. I'm all over that. They are food. They're comfort food. Since when does Taco Bell count as food? Whenever I feel sad and it's 3 a.m. and you have a dollar seventy five and you need to. Whenever eat. I'm going to, whenever I'm going to work in the morning and it's group therapy day. And I'm like, man, I want some really shitty, horribly greasy, but fake breakfast food. I go to Taco Bell and I feel better. See, and you need a Tudor's Biscuit World. <laughs> yes, I remember you've showed me their menu and I want all of it. I mean, uh, let's just put it this way. Their average calorie count is in the four digit range. <laughs> Uh, or, well, I may be uh, exaggerating a little bit, but yeah, they have very large biscuits, but also they are very high fat, and they're they're basically a religion here. But yeah, a more delicious one. Mm, delicious religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of oh, which, oh. tomorrow is Thursday, which is group therapy day. I might stop for some Taco Bell breakfast on my way to work. I also might not because it's horribly carby and I'm trying to be better in the interim between Christmas and, and Thanksgiving. But yeah, try to man, recover. That sounds real good. Right. Yeah. Try to recover just a little bit. Yeah. I, I would say, uh, Tudor's is probably the best breakfast you get, you could get as a drive through here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a chain restaurant, not counting, you know, just little one stop mom and pop things. Uh, I haven't had it in ages, but McDonald's at least used to have a pretty good breakfast menu. Yeah, McDonald's has got an okay breakfast. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, it's a shame their lunch and dinner sucks, but eh. Hardee's is the probably the best breakfast place around here, unless you want a breakfast burrito, in which case that's Sonic. Uh, you know, breakfast as far as like chain fast food type restaurants go. Well, well see, the problem is that where I live... Uh, Traffic has kind of gone down, so a lot of the uh, other places have kind of uh, receded to back towards Charleston. So mm-hmm. I I have 
within somewhat decent distance of me, uh, a, a Tudor's, a McDonald's, a Taco Bell, a Subway, and a Pizza Hut for major chain restaurants with a couple mom-and-pop places along the way. And it doesn't really start to pick up until I get pretty close to Charleston, where you start seeing, like, Wendy's and Burger King. But even Burger King is kind of a rarity here these days. Oh, my God. Did I tell you about the new Burger King that they built here in Dayton? No, you didn't. I have a feeling okay. you're about they to. Just, they just built a Burger King, like, two weeks ago in Dayton. Now, Burger King's okay. You know, if it's like, hey, Jared, do you want to go to McDonald's or Burger King? I'm going to pick Burger King when given those two options. But if it's like, where do you want to go? You can go anywhere. I'm never picking Burger King, right? It's it's fucking Burger King. Well, they built this Burger King here, and you would think that it was fucking gourmet food for free. For like two weeks, cars parked around the building out into the middle of the highway. Highway 27 runs straight through the middle of Dayton. Blocking four, uh, the four-lane highway, people out in traffic, in line, waiting to get into Burger King. I don't know what is wrong with these people. It's just Burger King. It's not that great. Uh, I would say Wendy's is better. Well, Wendy's is better. We have a Wendy's. We have a Wendy's. There's quite well, a few fast food. Well, books. It's, it, are, I think it's the uh, psychology of not having it in so long, so they want to have something different. And they have, but uh, there's two, and they've had Wendy's for ages. There's two Burger Kings though within like 20 minutes of Dayton. But it's not the Dayton Burger King. I guess not. I guess not. I don't know. They're start. It's starting to calm down. They haven't blocked traffic in like a week. So that's good. But, um, Dayton, I mean, Dayton, I think I've mentioned this before. Dayton has basically got restaurants, coffee shops, and grocery stores because it's a college town. Mm-hmm. It, and it's and it's close enough to Chattanooga and Cleveland and Athens and Knoxville that there's no real big major things. Like, there used to be, like, some movie, the- a movie theater and, and whatnot. But even all those things are gone. It's just restaurants and coffee shops. And then the cute little downtown vibe from uh, from Dayton. The, quote, historic downtown. Downtown Dayton is like two blocks or three blocks. And that's like it. Although I wish I lived in downtown Dayton. EPB Fiber Optic comes to there. Mm. That, that, I could have a fiber connection it, instead of my shitty that would be spectrum a internet. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking at the local places here. There, oh, forgot about Dairy Queen. It's on the far side of uh, the other town near me. I haven't been to Dairy Queen in ages. And there's also a uh, local chain restaurant, Geno's. There's quite a few of those in the area. We just got a nice new little coffee shop a couple of weeks ago. Oh, uh, there's no coffee shops uh, here. I-, I would love to have a decent coffee shop to go to every so often. Uh, uh, we have three now um three coffee shops although one of them is more like a diner uh there's the dayton coffee shop which is like a diner um even though it's called a coffee shop then there's harmony house coffee which is uh, a really really nice local coffee place that's been here for forever like the whole nine of like all the special brewing and grinding in-house and like it's he's got his own like bean roaster and everything like it's legit. And then a new little place just opened up called Jennings Coffee and Tea. Um, that's similar to Harmony House, but it's got a like a very millennial hipster vibe to it. Like Harmony House is very like nice and sort of I guess classical maybe is the way to think of it. Um and then Jennings is uh super millennial. Uh, avocado avocados on everything not yet but i'm sure it's coming they've only been open like three weeks we used to have a place called bimbo's which i love (laughs) loved but they they closed down like last year Uh, i guess nobody else loved bimbo's not in a town that it's a whole economy is run off of a a tiny christian college no (laughs) 
That's called not doing market research. Bimbos, I think the reason bimbos lasted so long is that everything in Dayton shuts down at nine at night. Not everything, almost everything. So if you want to go somewhere and get something and it's after nine o'clock at night, your choices were Walmart, McDonald's, and bimbos. And that, that was it. And now it's just Walmart and McDonald's. Well, you the Taco well, Bell. Well, you wouldn't expect bimbos to close up uh, uh, late or early. You know, you know, bimbos are they're out late. <laughs> bimbos was open twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. It was a nice place. Yeah, there's a couple local uh, restaurants. There's a nice Mexican place uh, near me, uh, uh, and I'm talking about authentic Mexican, not yo. Know, uh, Tex Mex Taco Bell stuff. I mean, you sit down and they get view the bowl of uh, uh, chips and uh, actually a really nice salsa. Yeah, that's Delia's here. Mm. Um, Delia. Well, actually, we've got two really authentic Mexican places. There's the Taco Truck, which is new, uh, and you know, Taco Trucks are probably the best place to get authentic Mexican food, at least in these parts. And then there's Delia's, which is it's got both. It's got kind of the Tex-Mex stuff, but it's also got authentic Mexican food. Yeah, there's and they do you know homemade in-house salsa and chips and things like that. So yeah, there's another place that's opened up not too close to me, but somewhat close. Uh, it's a soul food food restaurant that I need to check out at some point. Uh, it's uh, Dem Two Brothers uh, Barbecue Takeout. Dem Two Brothers. Yes, I- I'm not joking. <laughs> uh, this is uh, like and, very- and they're becoming like a chain in the area because this is like the second or third of their restaurants uh, it's very creole uh, uh, yeah pretty much um, uh, they're one of the better soul food uh, restaurants in Charleston and this is like an outlet uh, of them yeah Dayton has got some okay barbecue, but nothing that like really stands out to me. Well, I haven't, tr- um, well, I haven't tried this place yet. I need to uh, do so, or just uh, they offer delivery. <laughs> so, yeah, may do that at some point. Now, all I want to do is just go eat food. Just go <laughs> find and eat food. And this is different. How? It's it's a very strong urge. It's not just the munchies. I want to go out and get food. Although it's 10 o'clock. There's nothing open in Dayton except Walmart, McDonald's, and Taco Bell drive through Well, you were talking about wanting some shitty food. And unfortunately, the bimbos have closed. I really want Mexican food right now. Oh, well, then, uh, yeah, Taco Bell's out. What's the shitty Taco Bell knockoff? Del Taco? <laughs> Uh, that, Is that it? That, that would be my local Taco Bell. <laughs> no, 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 I kid you not. At one point, I went in there for a drink. Uh, let's put it this way. Okay, the Taco Bell near me, it's right across from um, the outlet for my bank, and the, their ATM. So I went in there to break a 20 and get a drink, all right? It took yeah. them... Close to a half an hour to see me at the register because they were so swamped, they would not even poke their head out, and they would not—they uh, couldn't hear me. So it became uh, more of, you know, I got nothing better to do. I really want that survey code now. Survey says you suck. I haven't been there since. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll go to the local bur- uh, burger place instead. Let's put it this way. The local burger place, they have warnings all over the place talking about they use peanut oil. I don't know when the last time I had something made in peanut oil was. Exactly. I mean, possibly something exactly. I didn't realize, but... Exactly. But they have uh, warnings uh, going in saying, we use peanut oil. If you have a peanut allergy, please turn around. <laughs> uh, essentially. <laughs> And they are absolutely delicious. Kind of want a burger now too. Honestly, right. oh, after we're done, I'm gonna go eat, make some fried eggs. Well, well, let's put it this way: uh, they have some amazing onion rings, handmade onion oh, I rings. I love onion rings. Handmade onion rings. 
I mean, just perfect. Love me some good onion rings. Yeah, the type that yeah are actual onion rings and not minced onion inside, which pisses me off so much whenever I get frozen onion rings. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't ever get frozen onion rings for because of that. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, I got the bandolin now, so I'm going to try my hand at making onion rings. Unfortunately, I don't have a f- deep fryer yet. Need to work on that. Get get a proper deep fryer and get my uh, fry game on. I realize I don't need a deep fryer. I could just pan fry, but, you know, it makes life a lot easier. Yeah, deep fryers really do make doing that sort of stuff a lot easier. A lot safer. Because they hold the temperature a lot better than you ever could. Indeed. Um, I was trying to think of some good stories to tell. But I typically tell my stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get used in the other Franken content. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I have any good clinic stories to talk about. Nothing's happened the last few days. Other than just being really busy. Um... I did think there were, I mean, you know, I was trying to think of like other things to talk about. Obviously, mm-hmm. we didn't plan anything. We said we were going to bullshit, but um, I, I have a question for you. I've been curious about this I swear for I d- a little I bit. I swear I didn't do it. <laughs> do you ever, whenever we're getting ready to do the show, do you ever like have games that you play, but that you don't put on the, the played list? Uh, um, unless it's just like stuff that you've talked about a bunch of times and you don't want to talk about them again? Yeah, there's been times that I'll play a game and not put it on. There's times that uh, I'm not far enough in it because I've been toying around with this uh, uh, auto clicker, but it uh, really rewards just you know, leaving it kind of holding off on it. So uh, it, it, I hit one ending and it kind of and it reset and I'm waiting to hit another ending to be able to talk about it more. But also, you know, I play Warframe on and off. So, you know, do I really need to talk about Warframe again? No, at least not yet. Uh, I do need to toy on with their new Nemesis system because they finally put a Nemesis system in. So we have another game that's using that system from uh, Shadow of Mordor, but it's grindy as fuck. But that's Warframe for you. Uh. I've pretty much uh, finished up Forza, so you know I could talk about like my final thoughts of it, but it just—it's uh, the you know it got repetitive. But then again, that's a racing game for you. But it's more you know it felt like the same events popping up over and over again. There was enough variety. Yeah. Typically, the only stuff that I played that I don't talk about is like mobile games that are really shitty because I do go through kicks where I'll play a whole bunch of mobile games. Um, although that hasn't happened in a while, I've, I've been still been playing that airport management game according to, and, and not all this time is true because I've, I think if I accidentally, um, like if I'm playing in bed or in, in my recliner and I fall asleep, the screen doesn't, uh, like lock and go into sleep mode when games are up. So it says I've got 57 hours clocked in, in this game. 57, uh, almost 58 hours in Airline Manager. I don't have that many hours, although I probably have a good 30 hours that I've actually sat and played it and managed my little fleet. But, I mean, yeah, other than mobile games, I typically don't play a game and then not talk about it unless it's a game that I've played a bunch of times, like, you know, like Battletech or whenever I get on my cakes with whatever game I'm playing at the moment. That's, like, my big go-to. Because, I mean, I played... um, uh, State of Decay 2 some more since I talked about it a couple of weeks ago and, you know, still playing Battletech. And I played Forza, I think, longer than you did after you stopped. Like, I kept playing for a while, although I haven't played uh, it in a few I, weeks. Well, I played it a little bit earlier, but uh, they did something oh, okay. that uh, made it so I'm hitting a lot more frame drops. So I put, yeah, basically put it aside because of that. Uh, they've just... Uh, I did something that's running in the background that's just, you know, a little too much for my computer. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, it's just, like I said, Forza, it just, they were running the same events over and over again to the point that it just, 
Ugh, right. Yeah. I've just been thinking about that. Just a little, little maybe behind the scenes question to ask. Um, have you ever thought about, and, and I know we've, we've talked about this once or twice, but it's been a long time. Have you ever thought about doing, yeah, like a top 10 list for your games and talking about it on the show for something? Yeah, I would have to sit and really think about that, especially depending on, you know, how we want to, you know, do it. I mean, is it top games of all time? Games we play of the year? Oh, I would say top games of all time. Uh, that's the thing is I'm not sure if I would be able to rank them that easily because what I really like depends a lot on my mood or what I'm wanting to play. So it, you know, can change quite drastically. Yeah. I've done this sort of ranking with a few other things. Like I've ranked all the Marvel movies this way. Um, and I've ranked like some top other movies and top books this way. What I do is I pick something that's like sort of a, a good standard for me, like a game that I'm like, okay, yeah, I can play this no matter what my mood is, no matter what, you know, pretty, pretty much no matter what I've been doing, what I've been feeling like. And I use that as sort of like my baseline. And it's like, do I like this game more or, you know, looking at another game, like, do I like this game more or less than this game? And then I just build my list off of that until I get finished with it. So that's probably how I would start. I would pick something like, oh, I don't know, Transport Fever or something like that. Um, Space Engineers, like a game that I come back to over and over and over again throughout the years and like it, but don't necessarily love it. But I can still, you know, enjoy like a ton of time in it. And it's like, okay, this is my starting point. Where do I go from here? And then I would just start looking at games that I had played. And, you know, going for a top 10 list, I would stick to games that I enjoyed as opposed to just stuff that I was like, nah, whatever, on. And I'd use that to develop my list. But, I mean, on your top 10 list, too, I mean, there can be other factors at play other than just, did you enjoy it or whatever. I mean, the list can be basic. I mean, basically, it's your rules. It's your top 10 list. Why do you, you know, put these games at your top 10? But, you know, that sort of thing takes a little bit longer to put together. Yeah, if I was able to we put should... it together within like an hour or two, it's not a very good top 10 list. It's something that requires a good think about it. Yeah, we should put that together. I would love to do that and talk about what your your top games of all time are. Could be interesting. And it, it... Uh, I would uh, forward uh, that to the new year at the very least. Yeah, and it maybe doesn't even have to be like a top 10, like, in order. Just like, mm-hmm. these are my top games for whatever reason. Yeah, which that's a lot easier for me because, yeah, saying that this is my absolute favorite game, no, it's, if I play it for long enough, I'm going to want to swap off of it. Yeah, maybe a better way to say it are, what are your top 10 games in turn, like, whatever the reason is. They don't have to be the best, they don't have to be you know, whatever, but just like 10 games that for you are like, they stand out in some way, way or another. Yeah, well, can, and why? Well, I can think of two right off the bat and we've done them both for game club. Yeah. yeah don't, don't spoil, yeah. don't spoil it. We should do that though. Yeah. Let's, let's put that on the short list for something to do uh, in 2020. Yeah. Okay. Well, make a note of it. That's how we could lose it. Making a note. Now, losing note. Finding note in 2023. Oh, yeah, we should have done that three years ago. <laughs> there we go. Bam. Note made. But I think about that sometimes. Um, Got any new TV shows or podcasts you've been li- uh, listening to or watching? Been watching some Father Brown on Netflix. Uh, it's about a priest that solves crimes uh, in his uh, 1950s uh, English town. That's interesting. Uh, it's actually, you would think that would be a lot heavier on religion, and sometimes it is. Uh, but it actually has some very good mysteries behind it as well. Uh, I will say that the first couple episodes, it 
may take a bit to get into because it can be a little hokey at times. Mm-hmm. But overall, I say that's a pretty solid show. Uh, let's see. Uh, watched Coco uh, uh, last week. Yeah, watched it last week just before it went off Netflix to go to Disney or Disney Plus. Uh, very good movie. Uh, trying to think of anything else I've watched recently that I would want to share thoughts on. Been watching some of the Netflix uh, uh, games, or sorry, uh, toys and uh, movies that made us uh, with Anita. Uh, some very deep behind the scenes stuff on the movie side of things. Talking how uh, we're watching the Home Alone one now and like most of that movie is set uh, is shot in a soundstage, and uh, sorry, Mike, it uh, very uh, strongy. Mike, is that as well? Right when you said soundstage, too, it was perfect yeah. timing. Yeah, uh, how about that? You actually had some comedic timing. Hey you! But uh, how they struggled on uh, getting the funding for it, and actually did some borderline illegal stuff to be able to. Uh, a swap from uh, via Universal to a Fox picture. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, it's uh, there's some very interesting behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, the next episode is Ghostbusters, so that's going to be fun. Especially if they start getting into how crazy Dan Aykroyd is, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, boy, uh, you start listening to him talk and let him go, and it's like the Pandora's box of uh, paranormal. Yeah, I listen to like three different film podcasts, and I've heard them talk on there sometimes about Dan Aykroyd and how, uh, I'll say eccentric he can be. Well, see, so you're being nice. I often am. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the uh, Ghostbusters episode because, well, one, I really like Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's such a uh, it's a good thing they didn't make a, another Ghostbusters movie between the second and uh, one and the one they're working on now, huh? I know, right? Um, I've been watching a lot of NCIS here lately. It's just a really good, like, I don't want to say like popcorn show. I mean, it is good for popcorn, but it's it's not completely stupid. It's very. I, I watched, I think, the first five seasons many, many, many years ago when they were actually new, and then I didn't watch any more after that. Like, you know, I just kind of dropped off, and so I'm still within the time frame of what I had previously watched. Um, but enjoy the show. It's interesting to think about like stuff that was pretty common in the way that stuff things were handled in the. In the past, the early 2000s, um, things like how they talk about, uh, like, make fun of one of the characters because he has some feminine traits and things like that. Like, it doesn't age well. But then there's other aspects of the show that do age well, like characters that are just like, hey, everything's, it's cool, it's all right, you be you. And yeah, that's something that kind, of, love each other. that kind of like, pops up in uh, Father Brown because a lot of it is based on 1950s Catholicism. So uh, there's a couple uh, episodes based around a character that's gay and mm-hmm. uh i don't want to spoil the mystery about it but uh yeah there's the attitude about it but there but there uh the main character takes a very liberal approach to it and it's not you know gay bashing but there's some characters that are just way over the top by today's standards yeah uh, they, there's another episode that deals with abortion. Uh, and I'm still in the first season. I'm one of them at, uh, there's I'm trying to think, uh, there's, uh, several that deals with adultery because of course, right? Of course. Uh, there's one that kind of, uh, is leaning into sort of the, I'm not sure exactly what year it is, uh, in the uh, show. I'm pretty sure they're not going to say you know, it's this year to uh, to give a just an era instead of a time frame. 
but there's one episode that is kind of leaning towards the 1960s hippie movement, kind of invading the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of interesting themes that pop up that uh, the attitudes of certain characters are, definitely don't age well, but also makes it very easy to dislike them at times. A little too easily so, I might add. But it's just, yep, society's progressed a lot in the last 70 years, right? Yeah. the uh, Every episode in, of NCIS 2 that has to do with any terrorist-related thing is always different or interesting to see as well. Because, I mean, the, the show, in case anyone doesn't know what NCIS is, it, that stands for Naval Criminal Investigative Service. It's a show about, essentially, Navy cops, and they deal with cases related to stuff Within the U.S. Navy, yeah, the theme so, uh, the like theme that. song is in the Navy by you know village people, right? <laughs> that would be amazing. Unfortunately, it's not. They probably couldn't afford the licensing and the royalties. But um, oh, I'm pretty sure the village people would just say, "Oh, you want to do it for a Navy cop show here? <laughs> yeah, can we perform it?" But um, <laughs> that would be wonderful. But you know, there there are every episode has to do with the U.S. military, so that's it just kind of folded into the background of the show. Honestly, there are some episodes that are more, you know, like chest beating patriotic than others, but every time there's something that has to do with, with uh, terrorism that happens, like the kind of stuff that you think of as being like crazy, the person who's like stalking his neighbor because they're Brown and accusing them to be terrorists. Like that person always turns out to be right in every episode when there's a terrorist involved or some kind of terrorist plot. It's very. It doesn't feel good. It has aged well up to me. No, it has not aged well. But I do remember that time, and you know, I still know people that are that way. I, I live in the Bible Belt after all, but I do remember that time in American history, and it's very odd. Uh, it, it's a definitely a stain on uh, recent American history. Looking back at it now, isn't it? Just that yeah. uh, that paranoia. Yeah, which but the, well, the, I was going to say something that popped up on my Facebook recently was someone was of ta- was being actually nostalgic of the post nine eleven hysteria because it unified the country and people were flying American flags again. And I'm just thinking, are you a fucking idiot or are you just acting like it? You you miss the abject terror? Yes. The answer to that question is yes. They are an idiot, and they're acting like it. But, I mean, as I get farther and farther along in the show, that becomes less and less prevalent. I'm sure that there will be terrorism stuff that goes throughout, but the first two seasons are, oh, probably 25 to 30% terrorist-related episodes, and then it starts to drop off in the third season, and I'm halfway through the fourth season. I think there's only been one episode where there was a, a terrorist plot Damn, I, I didn't realize it was still ongoing. Yeah, it's in its 18th or 19th season. It has 387 episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, just how many times could they have the quirky uh, lab girl uh, tap, uh, type quickly on a, a keyboard, right? <laughs> a lot of times. That's definitely something that hasn't aged well. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like, you're just, you're, just, I mean, it's the techno babble, but you know, most people in the early 2000s did, had no clue. So it's like, yeah, it looks good on screen. It sounds good. So it works. I, I still always find the zoom and enhance cliche funny though. It's like the technology barely exists to do some of this now with, you know, zoom and enhance and whatnot. It's like in, you know, 2001. 2002 it's like yeah i'm taking this this like reflection of someone's hand and uh zooming in on it and enhancing it and able to get like a a fingerprint match off of i I mean ncis at the end of the day is sci-fi yeah but uh but 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 now that you're talking about enhance i'm thinking of that scene in super troopers uh i don't think i've ever seen super troopers oh okay i'm punching up the scene now uh, da, 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 da. There we go, and 
We're going to drop it in Discord for you. Okay. I'm watching now. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's a very, very funny uh, take on kind of a, a lot of clop, uh, cop cliches. But also is just insane at times. But, yeah. I enjoy it. That's what I'm going to do after we're done here. I'm going to make some fried eggs mm-hmm. and then eat those and watch an episode of NCIS or part of one and fall asleep in my recliner. The other show I've started watching is The World According to Jeff Goldblum on Disney+, Plus, which I think, I don't remember if I mentioned this on recording last time, like it's going to be in the Craig portion of the recording or not. I told you about this the other day, though. That's an interesting show. I like Jeff Goldblum, the actor. But, I mean, Jeff Goldblum really just plays Jeff Goldblum in, I think, every movie since at least Jurassic Park, maybe before then. No, no he was definitely just Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. Uh, he just was given yeah. some lines. Yeah, and it's it's just so interesting to see him talk and act the exact same way while he's talking about sneakers or... Um, All right, so, uh, how many uh, times do, does he ask... Uh, they were so busy trying to figure out if they could, they never thought if they should. <laughs> Once or twice so far. He he does lots of little things like that, like lines from his most famous movies. And, like, you you can just see him, like, wink at the camera. And it's just like, he's just, like, verbally masturbating. But yeah, there's there's eight episodes uh, that are slated for release. Currently, there's one, two, three, four, five out. Well, at time of recording, by the time this actually releases, they'll all be out. But I've seen the first two, Sneakers and Ice Cream, um, that it's interesting. It's not a great show. Like, that sounded wrong. I mean, it's like a solid, like, B-minus show. You know, like, it's good to watch if I'm, like, by myself... You just want to watch an episode like it's good for that. Um, it's definitely not worth going to Disney Plus over. Like I have Disney Plus for a year for free. Um, uh, how did you score like, that? Uh, a friend had a Verizon Unlimited account and ah. let us have their year off of it. So ah, okay, yeah, I just have Netflix and. Prime video, which I need to watch more Prime video, actually. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Disney Plus, for uh, for me personally, for our family, it makes sense for us to keep it afterwards. Just because, I mean, you know, having a kid. Um, oh, that's right. But for me that, personally, a, I don't know if... That's another thing that I watched. I forgot about that. Uh, a uh, kid? No, I watched uh, uh, Rocket Man uh, with Anita, and she was just, she was visibly getting angry. <laughs> and this is not the this is not the Elton um, John yeah not the, the Elton this is, John rocket the, this man is the uh, god that, that flew a steam powered rocket to try to prove that the world was flat and she was visibly getting angry and it was hilarious <laughs> steam powered rocket cool proving the world is flat moronic I mean, he launched it in a uh, uh, in a dried up uh, lake bed in California, I think. And I'm pretty sure he would have gotten a higher altitude if he had just climbed the mountain next to his launch uh, position than if he actually flew the rocket. But there was some physics going on that they were describing that would make Wally Coyote just go, hold up. <laughs> you guys are a little crazy. <laughs> That's funny. Wiley Coyote. <clears throat> Excuse me. My brain just kind of like went... And started spinning around in its office chair? It did. It is currently. My brain is spinning in its office chair. Makes me want to spin in mine, but I'm not. I'll yank my headphones out and cause a big mess. Not that that, um, not that, ever, that ever stopped you, right? Not typically, no. Do uh, do you have any anything you want to 
bring up something oh, about because we're coming really up on about an hour. Not, not really at the moment. I mean, I'm just saying you're kind of paging through Facebook. Or, or not well, I was on Facebook, now I'm back on Reddit. Yeah, the bastion of sanity because I can only take so much Jesus. Jesus. I believe in Jesus. That's about, I would say, a good quarter of the uh, news feed that I get. And that's after trimming it. Because, who uh, people really uh, uh, want to sell off uh, Jesus. But the thing is that it's always white Jesus. What, 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 yeah. yeah. Where is the brown Jesus, right? Yeah, you know, what he would actually look like. Because let's face it. Jesus would have not been nearly that ripped. I'm sorry. Jesus is totally ripped. Super jacked. He's not white, though. <laughs> well, what if he uh, was super jacked, but he was uh, brown? Perfect. Jacked brown Jesus. I'm all for that. Jesus. But it's also kind of funny how there's a couple people that I know that are at least somewhat anti-Jewish that are huge on Jesus. And I'm thinking, now, wait a minute. <laughs> you do know Jesus was a Jew, right? They probably don't. Boy, right? Yeah. Oh, but, you know, that's getting more into history and, yeah, right? Yeah, the bounds of people's stupidity never seems to, to cease to amaze me. Just when I think someone can't be any dumber, well, they come along. Uh, I like the uh, phrase, just when you think something's idiot-proof, the universe creates a better idiot. Yeah. Although, I don't think anything is idiot-proof at this point. Yeah, I mean, well, we could start getting to political again, <laughs> because it's very t- <laughs> And we've come it's very, full It's circle. very tempting, isn't it? <laughs> Right? Come full circle, yeah. Admit it, you, you were thinking the same thing. Oh yeah, I totally was. I just didn't say it. Oh, uh, well, I decided to share. Why, thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, I don't... Do you want to say anything for an outro, or uh, do you just want to say... Uh, I'll just do what I usually do, is I'll let you do it. <laughs> do what you usually do and let me do it. Yep. I don't I don't want to do anything fancy. I'm not even going to go for my usual thing. I'm going to say Merry Christmas, Happy <laughs> New Year. Y'all come back now, you hear? Yeah, and uh, do try to survive 2020. Uh, things could only go from here, right? Right? <laughs> Please? Regardless of what happens... I love you. Hate me, hate me. Each and every one of you. But especially you, Rage. I need an I love adult. You most of all. I need an adult. Not making kissy faces. Oh, well, that just solved itself. Adidas is about to kill you. Got it. <laughs> Sweet. Bring it on. Fight, 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 kiss. I think she could take you. <laughs> I would like to see her try. <laughs> If it's going to come to that, I would like to see her try. Uh, Hang on. Let me uh, make sure to record this. Put it on YouTube. (laughs) Finally, some good quality, some quality content. Yay. Good quality content. But I'm going to press stop on my recording now. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, God damn it. I did it. Oh, well. 